Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Now, obviously, a big talking point uh, happening yesterday as well. Well, today as I'm recording this, but obviously it will come out uh, on the Wednesday. So technically yesterday, um, Anthony Griffin had been has been sacked um, from the Dragons. Now, look, for me, I, I think it's pretty heavy. I really do, and I think obviously I know that the Dragons hadn't been going well. Obviously, lost six in a row. Uh, you know, breaking records for losing streaks over there and whatnot. Uh, there was a lot of issues. Um, you know, internally a lot of issues. Um, people saying they didn't want to be there. I think at the end of the day, there's only so much Anthony Griffin can do as a, as an NRL coach. At the end of the day, and look, they said performances didn't meet expectations, but at the end of the day, Anthony Griffin isn't the one putting on the jersey. He isn't the one running out onto the field. And I think you can blame Hook all you want for the Dragons' performances of late. And the problem is a bit deeper than that. I think they just need to pray that Ben Hunt doesn't want to leave off the back of this decision as well. Then they're well and truly back to square one. If Ben Hunt leaves, they are well and truly back to square one. So I think the focus and the priority now for one thing is to keep him. And obviously the second one, and probably more important to be honest, is to actually start winning games. You know, to play as a collective unit. I feel like there was a lot of pressure on Ben Hunt on the weekend, who was making a lot of the defensive plays. Um, that particular moment in the 25th minute was pretty disgraceful uh, where he was pretty much making every single tackle. Was, he tackled three blokes in one set. Uh, well, not even one set. It was literally one tackle count. He tackled three guys and obviously Helam Lukey scored off the back of it because none of the other guys were putting in. None of the other guys were putting effort in. They're expecting him to do everything and he has been for over the past few weeks. He's really carried them along with him. You know, there have been some great performances by Jacob Little, obviously, in the opening rounds. Tyrell Sloan, uh, Jaden Sullivan's been okay, but Tyrell Sloan's been fantastic um, over the past few weeks. Obviously, it wasn't the best game for him on the weekend, but um, you know there has been a lot of pressure mainly on Ben Hunt uh, to perform, to do well, and to really lead this side. And what, you take him out of this equation, if he goes, you take him out of this equation, I'm not even going to tread on it lightly. They're fucked. If they lose Ben Hunt, they are fucking screwed. Um, so yeah, as I said, retention of Ben Hunt is, has got to be a massive priority as well as winning games, uh, from a Anthony Griffin perspective, you know, as I said, at the end of the day, you can only do so much as an NRL coach. You can only do so much, uh, hyping the boys up, building a good, strong relationship with the boys around you. Uh, and most of the relationships from outside looking in were okay. Uh, but then you've obviously got guys saying they don't want to be there. You've got guys uh, rumoured to not want to be there. Jack Bird obviously had an incident uh, with uh, Danny Wildler uh, at the start of this week or at the back end of last week. Obviously regarding um, him, as a rumour that he wanted to leave and obviously that wasn't true. Um, yeah, look, I mean, stuff like that even coming out. I mean, we had a similar situation at the start of this year for the Brisbane Broncos, obviously, before the season started with a lot of stuff coming out about Kevin Walters. Can he perform this year? Um, you know, and a lot of dramas internally. Um, and it didn't look good on the Broncos at all. And obviously, more so during that wooden spoon Broncos period, they were copying a lot of criticism, particularly, you know, when they were in the top four last year and then they dropped down to 
you know, in the in the bottom eight, which was pretty disappointing. Kevin Walters was copying most of the hate for that. He really was. And obviously, again, internal things um, were happening as well, which just wasn't suiting the club at all. It wasn't suiting the club at all. And, um, yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty sad to see Hook leave. Uh, obviously, there's an interim coach. Now the assistant coach is going to go and play the role of the interim coach until they find someone else. I honestly don't think Jason Rolls is going to take the job. I really don't. I think that is a tough area to walk into. Unless you're an experienced head coach, it's not really water that you're going to be treading on at all. Um, you know, it's a very tough environment to walk into. They've got players that have had a lot of issues with the coach. Um, some who haven't, but some who have had issues with the coach, have had issues with the environment, don't want to be there, things like that. Even Moses Sully, I think two months ago now, saying... Uh, that it wasn't his choice to come here. Uh, his manager didn't want him to go there. He didn't really want to go there or something along those lines, paraphrasing a little bit. Um, but, you know, that's a hard environment to walk into as an NRL coach because you're walking into very dangerous waters where you need to make an immediate good impression, gain the trust of the boys around you and start that rebuild phase. Uh, and I feel like Jason Riles, I just think that he's in a very, very good position with the Sydney Roosters. Yes, you get paid more as an NRL coach. Yes, you get more credibility as an NRL coach. There's a lot of ties that come with being an NRL coach. But I feel like he's in such a good position now with the Sydney Roosters. uh, And they have so much more potential, I believe, at the moment to do better things uh, at the Sydney Roosters, being a part of that coaching staff uh, with Trent Robinson. You know, it's a really decent coaching staff over there. Good position. I wouldn't really, at this stage, be looking to go over to the Dragons, particularly with the mess that they're in at the moment. I feel like it'd be, as I said, very dangerous waters to walk into for an assistant coach. I mean, we saw the Bulldogs and Trent Barrett definitely wasn't as bad, but imagine Trent Barrett walking into this sort of environment. I mean, it would have been much, much, much worse, sorry, the outcome. Um, So, yeah, look, I mean, as I said, very dangerous waters, very dangerous waters. And I think the last thing um, that, you know, he'd want is for Jason Rolls to walk into this environment, be there for four weeks, and then he's not the option anymore either. Um, And they continue to lose games. They continue to have a really bad internal um, sort of dilemma internally they're not as sound as other clubs and obviously having a lot of issues. Um, you know, it'd be terrible for Jason Riles and his career as a coach to walk into that environment. I feel like you need someone a little bit more experienced as an NRL coach, whether that's a Shane Flanagan, he leaves to return to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, but yet then again, I don't think he'd probably want to go back there. Um, you, you know, someone with a bit of experience to walk into that environment uh, and change it for the better. I feel like that's exactly what it needs. Uh, who that is, I'm not sure. But I think you'd rather, in this situation, have experience rather than new blood. Yes, new blood, blood would be exciting. Yes, I'd love to see Jason Riles as a head coach in that sort of environment. Not in the West uh, Dragons environment, but in a in a head coaching environment. I'd love to see him as a head coach. Um, but I just, as I said, I don't think it would be a smart career move for him to want to go to uh, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, no matter how much they were offering to pay, no matter how, no matter how soon he can start. It's a very, very dangerous move, and I just don't think it's one that he's going to be willing to take. Uh, there were a, f- a couple of other guys. Michael Checker, um, obviously the former Wallabies coach, he was rumored to have it, be having meetings or contacted St. George about going there. 
different code, but experienced coach at the same time on the international level and at club level, obviously for rugby union, but you still get a bit of experience, obviously very, I wouldn't say similar sports, but you know, obviously derived from the same sport. Um, and, you know, he has had some rugby league experience, I believe, Michael Checker. So coming into this Dragon side, he wouldn't be a headless chicken almost. Um, but you're getting some form of experience from Michael Checker. So it wouldn't be a bad option for him to want to go into this environment. Um, yeah, look, I think, again, very dangerous for Michael Checker and his career as well, going from being the Wallabies coach to the St. George Elora Dragons coach, which could turn very badly for him. But again, as someone I also want to see in rugby league as an NRL head coach. So, um, look, I wouldn't mind it at all. I wouldn't mind it. Do I think it's the best career move for any head coach at the moment? No, I think it's very dangerous waters, as I've said. But, you know, if we're picking other guys to come into this squad and do a job, I think that Michael Checker would be a really, really decent shout. Him and obviously Shane Flanagan going back into this team. But then again, I don't even know how that would go at the moment. Then there's obviously Ben Hornby as well, ex-Dragons player. I believe he's currently at South uh, as an assistant. I could be wrong, but I believe he is at South at the moment. Uh, you know, he could be an option as well to come into this side uh, and has been linked as an option to come into this side. Yeah, there's plenty of other guys you could think about as well. Des Hasler's one. I don't know what Des Hasler would do in this joint either. Um, yeah, look, it's a very complicated matter. Um, I think that it was a bit... You know, I think, look, at the end of the day, I think that Anthony Griffin was always going to be sacked, whether it was, you know, obviously now or at the end of the year. But I feel like doing it now just puts a lot more pressure on the Dragons. It's just another thing they have to worry about, another thing they have to be asked by the media. Um, And I think it's just another thing that could lead to a bunch of other problems. You see, when when, when you're playing dominoes and you stack all of them up, as soon as you put one down, the rest of them fall. I feel like that's just a domino effect that's going to hurt them a little bit uh, going into the next few weeks, obviously. Um, Anthony Griffin being sacked. And look, I mean, it's going to be a painful next few weeks for obviously the coaching staff of the Dragons as well. Uh, sorry, the, you know, the staff and the board as well, trying to find another guy to come into this team for 2024. Uh, I feel like it's going to be very interesting to see who gets that job. And um, it's going to be a very job, a very tough job, sorry, for any coach that wants to take on that role. Well,